My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance the sound of your spoken English. My name is Pat, and I help people feel a little more confident in the way that they speak. Feel confident that the words that they're using and the pronunciations that they're using for each of these important words matches the sound of the average American English speaker. Now, I've got a good topic for you folks today. Something that a lot of people are misunderstood on. A lot of my students have told me that they've really pushed themselves to get this sound correctly, but they just couldn't do it. And this sound is this uh that I keep on exaggerating a little bit and stretching out in these words. Good, misunderstood, push, could, uh. It's not an uh. Notice... I'm not going, uh, good, uh, but neither am I going, ooh. I'm not going, good, it looks good, good. I'm not quite doing that. I'm actually not moving my lips at all when I make this sound. Kind of keeping them totally neutral. And that's something I want to help you with today, my friends. So listen closely because I've got a lesson today that concerns non-native speakers all over the world. Now, just before we get into that, I've got to tell you, my friend, this podcast, the Accent Training Podcast, formerly known as the English Out Loud Podcast, is releasing one episode a week. Sometimes that episode is going to be about the sounds of the accent, like today. Other times, it's going to be tips about speaking in general. Other times, the episode's going to contain just a bunch of suggestions and advanced words and phrases that you can use to sound a little more natural in your spoken English. Now, if you want to be the first of all your friends to know about whenever new content comes out, whenever new episodes are available, make sure that you hit subscribe. Make sure that you follow this podcast, subscribe it, thumbs up, whatever it takes to get notified as soon as new content comes out. All right, let's get into some stuff for today now, folks. Let's see what we're working with and how we can adjust our spoken English to match that of an American native English speaker. Today we're working with the lax U sound. Uh, uh, good, should, could. This sounds not terribly difficult. Honestly, the movement for it isn't complicated, not like some of the things we've seen in the past. However, what is complicated about this is that you can't tell when it's going to come based on the spelling. Often it appears in words with an O-O. Sometimes it's just an O. Sometimes it's an O-U. Sometimes it's a U. So today we're not going to get into a lot of detail about the spelling and how you can identify it with the spelling. We're just going to look at a bunch of common words. Things that I'm sure you can work into your daily life with no problem. And of course, the reason why we're going to look at common words is because the best way to develop this is through consistent repetition. When we consider the word good, 
A word that I've mentioned a few times already today. A lot of people will exaggerate the pronunciation of that sound. And they'll kind of move their lips when they say it to make this ooh sound. And instead of getting a good, they'll get a good. Good. That's good. Good. Now, I can tell you why you do that. It's because that's what they told you in school. Most likely at a very young age, they told you that. They told you O-O makes an oo sound in English. And fair enough, it does often, with words like school, cool, loop, oo. But not always. Sometimes the O-O spelling gets a flat and quick sound with no movement from the lips or the tongue. Just one static, unmoving position. So how do we make that position? Well, I've got three quick little steps for you to follow that'll ensure a nice consistent sound. Now, unfortunately, I can't listen or tell you how it sounds or give you any feedback, but just try and play around with this and match my sound by following these directions. So first, we keep our lips totally neutral for this sound. We don't move our lips at all. You got to keep them neutral. In fact, I'll make a video for Instagram so this is on the podcast, it's on Instagram. Here's what we've got. When we're making this uh sound that we find in good, should, look, book, would, we want to make sure that we keep our lips relaxed. We don't want to be bending the lips. We don't want to be moving them inwards, getting an ooh sound, good, woo. Lips stay relaxed. And so check the video out on Instagram, and you can see my lips not moving, totally relaxed. My jaw is static, unmoving. Static means unmoving. And my teeth are so close together that the bottom teeth are going kind of under the top teeth. Uh, uh. Finally, I'm resting my tongue on the tops of my bottom teeth. It's right around the middle of my mouth. And I'm just voicing that position. Uh, uh. I'm not dropping my jaw, not getting uh, uh. Or anything like that. Uh. And I'm not moving my lips. I'm not going ooh, ooh, good. But my lips are static. My teeth are very close together. And my tongue unmoving, flat and low in my mouth. Uh, uh. Let's put this to a couple words, shall we? Repeat after me. Good. Good. Look. Look. And let's put those two words together. Good look. Yeah, that's actually a nice idiom. Good look. My jaw, very static. It's not moving at all. Good look. And if you tell someone, good look, it's like saying, they've got good style. They look good. Now, as a matter of fact, I once, I've got a, a family in England, in northern England. And I got a cousin who I was talking to him about an exam that I had coming up. And, and he said to me, good look, good look. Now, to him, that was the same as saying, good luck, good luck. I, I mean, to me, I understood good look, like he likes how I'm dressed. But he was saying, good luck. In my accent, good luck. That's how you can tell if you're getting the difference, if you're hearing the vowel change, uh, uh, you can see my jaw drops if I get that uh, uh, it's a little bit of a different sound than uh, uh. Keep an ear open 
Practice that yourself, and you'll take your English miles. Let's see some more words beyond good look. Good look. How about the word would? Would. Isn't that an interesting one? Would. Again, my teeth are very close together. My tongue is just flat on top of my teeth there. Uh. And my lips are not moving at all. It's not a would, but a would. Uh. Would. Here's the great thing about the word would. It can be a W-O-O-D or W-O-U-L-D. Both come out sounding the same. Would. Would. And now a side note on that W-O-U-L-D, that L is silent. It doesn't get pronounced at all. It's not wooled, like W-O-U-L-D, wooled, but would, would. And for that matter, we should also consider the words could, should. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. Uh, could, should, would, could, should, would. Again, my lips are not moving at all. Totally static for that sound. Could, should, would. So how about an idiomatic expression using those three words? I've got a good one for you. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. What is that? Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Well, that's like saying could have, should have, would have. We use this in situations when we feel that we could have done things better. Like, for example, suppose that one day you're walking out the door and you think, should I check if it's going to rain? And then you think, ah, I don't have time. And you leave. You go out, take the bus into the city, you do whatever. And then it starts raining. It starts pouring down. Raining cats and dogs, as they say. And you say to yourself, I could have brought an umbrella. I should have just checked the weather app and I would have known. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. What can you do? You can't fix the situation. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. I mean, or maybe it's shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Try repeating that to yourself. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's English practice right there, my friend. That's how you can get the hang of that. And I'll tell you what, if you don't practice these words now, you're going to be thinking to yourself at some point, I should have listened to Pat, I could have subscribed to the podcast, and I'd have way better English skills, I'd be more prepared, I, I would have bought the video course if I knew how important this was. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. What can you do? So as we see with these words, good, look, would, should, could, the other would, W-O-U-L-D and W-O-O-D. The spelling changes. It can be spelled all different ways. Sometimes it's an O-O. Sometimes it's an O-U. Sometimes it's just a U. In words like put, push, bush. It's not a bush, but a bush. Now concerning that mix-up that a lot of people do make. 
uh and ooh sorts of sounds. We're going to work on that a little bit right here. Let's just get the hang of this and see how we can feel the differences in the muscle movement between uh and ooh. For example, look, look, and Luke. You see the lip movement? Again, I'm making a video on Instagram here. Luke, Luke. Bringing the corners of my lips inwards. Ooh. Whereas, look, look. Totally neutral. Our teeth are close together. Look, look. Here's a couple more. Foot, foot, and food, food. We don't want to say quite foot, foot. You know, it. Uh, you could say it's a foot long, or the shoe's on the other foot. I hear people mix that up, common mix-up. It's not your fault. Like I said, this is what you were taught. You were taught O-O is going to be pronounced oo. But that's not always the case. Sometimes we keep the lips totally neutral, keep the jaw very close together, and we get foot, foot, instead of food. The tongue's just flat, kind of resting, uh, uh, resting on the bottom teeth, and the teeth are close. Oh, go foot, foot. Another couple more here. Let's see a couple more. Full. And then, fool, fool. Repeat those back to me. Fool, full. Now, I'll make another episode in the future to cover that ooh sound, because that, honest to God, in my opinion, that's the trickiest vowel sound for non-native speakers to adjust to. People all over the world struggle with that full Ooh, sort of, you know, W glide sound. Ooh. We'll look at that later. But for now, keep in mind, full, full, no lip movement. Fool, fool. Has a bit of a lip movement. Where do we go from here? How do we keep on practicing this? We've got a good list of words here, uh and ooh, that we want to keep feeling the difference for in those minimal pairs. We've got a, a bunch that we've practiced so far. Could, should, would, good. And we've noted how would can be spelled two different ways. W-O-O-D can be would. And W-O-U-L-D can also be would. Same sound, totally different meanings. Where do we go from here? Well, some common phrases. Common phrases that... You use in your daily life that you just can't avoid and that are going to help you take full control of your spoken English. Let's see what we got here, folks. Now, the first one is going to be a very tricky one for a lot of people to overcome because it's very likely that your native language has a similar word. And that word is football. Repeat that back to me there. Football. How about... Football game. Football game. Again, I'm not giving it a football. A lot of people will say it that way. Football. Getting an ooh, ooh. Bringing the corners of the lips right towards the middle. Like I said, that's not your fault. 
It's a part of your speech. It's a part of who you are. But if it's something that you want to have a little control over, you're totally capable of it. Just let your lips relax a little more. Football. Football game. Football game. Totally relaxed lips. Not stretching them in towards the middle. Here's another one for you here. I understood. Stood. Not a stood, but a stood. I understood. Keeping the lips totally neutral, totally flat. Not stretching them out, just an uh sort of sound. Understood. Let's hear another. Good book. We've spoken about good look. Good look. But how about this one? Good book. Good book. We're being very careful here. Even though there's a lot of ooh, ooh sort of spellings in these two words, we're not going to pronounce an ooh. We're going to keep the lips neutral and just get an uh. Good book. And let's see another one here that has totally different spelling. This one has just a U for the spelling. And it's the word sugar. I'm not giving it a sugar. Nor am I giving it a sugar. Sha, sugar. But I'm keeping my teeth real close together, keeping my lips totally neutral. Sugar. White sugar. White sugar. Get a little white sugar for your coffee. White sugar. So I imagine that you folks are starting to get an ear for this now. This is a it's pretty good sound to work with, this lacks you. Uh, sort of sound. It's static. We're not moving the lips. We're not moving the jaw. We're not moving the tongue. We're keeping our everything totally neutral. Just a quick, quiet, uh, sound. Now, one more thing I'd like to talk about with you folks, as you are well aware, is idiomatic expressions. Idioms. Using the uh sound. We've spoken about one already. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Wishing that you could change something which you really can't change. You say, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I, I shoulda done things differently, I coulda done this, I woulda done that if only I knew. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, hey, there's nothing you can do. How about another idiom here? With the word cookie. C-O-O-K-I-E. It's not a cookie, but a cookie. Cookie. Keeping the jaw static, keeping the lips neutral and the tongue flat. Cookie. A smart cookie. Smart cookie. That kid's a smart cookie. He reads a lot of books. Smart cookie. Now, speaking of books, how about hitting the books? Hit the books. Maybe you folks prefer to listen to podcasts or audiobooks. Maybe you don't, maybe you haven't really read many books lately, and that's alright. I, I like audiobooks myself. I have been reading more books lately. Actually, I've started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Trying to get a handle on my finances. And you know what? It's got some good tips. 
It's got some good tips. Definitely worth a read. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So myself, I'm someone who likes to hit the books. I like to read. I like learning things from people of generations before me. I like to hit the books. Now, one more idiomatic expression I'd like to talk about today is when push, not push, but push. When push comes to shove. When push comes to shove. This is saying when something gets more difficult, a push is, you know, just a subtle exchange of energy. Could be with one hand, doesn't have to be hard. You push a button, it only takes one finger. A shove is both hands given a big, strong push. A push, when push comes to shove. When things get increasingly difficult. When push comes to shove, I'll take care of business. When push comes to shove, I won't quit out on you. Quit out on you. That's an idiom from a couple weeks ago. We were talking about quitting. Quitting. Six things we quit. Quit out on you. When push comes to shove, I'll be there for you. I'll support you. When things get tough. So, folks, that's what I've got for you today. The lax you, the uh, uh sound. It's not a terribly difficult sound to make, but what's tricky about it is identifying it. As we've seen, it can be spelled with an O-O, an O-U, just an O, just a U. It is not fair that English words aren't spelled the same way that they sound consistently. I know. The reason for that is simply because English comes from so many different languages. And so words which may have a similar spelling may have a different sound if the root language is different. So what do you think about this one? Is this something that you feel you can develop? Does it feel a little too overwhelming for you? Well, let me tell you that you surely can develop this, that this is a habit of spoken English which many people have found easy to control over the years. And if you consider the words that we looked at today, take a look down in the description of this episode, and you can see those words listed in there. Consider those words and expressions, try to work them into your daily life, and you'll find that you're able to use sounds that you didn't even know existed in no time. Well, we're going to wrap this one up for today. I've got to go get to other things. I've got to edit this episode and upload those videos that I took to Instagram. I've got work to do. And just so you know, in terms of this next video course that I'm working on, things are going just as planned. And I will have... A lot more for folks to work with in the days to come. So the video course coming along quite nicely. I've got plenty written up. I'm going to start recording very soon. And then from there is the tedious job of editing. I love recording, editing. Oh my goodness, it takes time. It takes time. But it's worth it. You know, it's worth it because it ensures that I get great content out to you, my happy listener. Now, that's the future video course. However, if you're looking for some video course content right now, make sure that you check the link in the description, my friend. I've put together a fantastic video course. It's about four hours in total, and you can get it on this website, Udemy, at a great discount. So check the link in the description. The video course is all about understanding how you can harness the strong and weak, strong and weak sounds of your spoken English and the role that the letter T has to play in this. If I say the word gotten, gotten, that T's disappearing altogether, right? I've gotten in. However, if I say the word water, water, now that T 
It's not disappearing like in Gotten. It's not becoming nasal. However, it's not making a regular true T sound either. I'm not saying water, but I'm saying water. Water. So these are the habits that we develop in this video course. Check it out, my friend, and learn to harness the potential of your spoken English. All right, we're going to wrap things up for today. Thank you very much for listening. Keep working on your vowel sounds and keep an eye out for more episodes to come. I'm typically going to have one out, like I said, once a week. I'm trying for Tuesdays. Tuesdays, every Tuesday, I'll have some new stuff for you. Ideally, midnight my time. That would be the ideal time to get it out. However, like I said, concerning editing and stuff like that, it takes quite a while to get those things done. So, so maybe a little bit later than midnight. Maybe it'll be, you know, midday. Or maybe midnight of Wednesday. Whenever. I'm going to try to have it out Tuesday. So keep an eye out every Tuesday and we can connect for another great lesson. Thank you very much for your time today, folks, and have a good one. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.